There are five and a half million jobs open in America, and it's time to get to work. At ExpressPros.com, you can apply for a new job today. Apply now at ExpressPros.com for skilled labor jobs like drivers, forklift operators, welders, and programmers, as well as administrative jobs, customer service, and accounting positions. Express also hires for positions in the medical industry, such as billing, coding, data entry, and record keeping. Each Express office is locally owned and operated and is invested in the success of their community. And 75% of the people who have a job are open to a new job or actively looking for a new job. With more than 770 Express locations, you'll find the nearest one at ExpressPros.com. There are no fees for job seekers, and with one application, you apply for a variety of top jobs in your community. Express takes pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Go to ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Stephen Cohen, professor of Russian studies and history emeritus at NYU, professor of politics emeritus at Princeton University as well. He is an expert on Russian-American relations and, of course, Soviet relations. As a matter of fact, he's a friend of uh, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, he has several books out, including The Victim's Return, Survivals of the Gulag After Stalin, and Soviet Fates and Lost Alternatives. Stephen, uh, I can't think of a more important time to bring you back to the program to talk about tensions. I've got some of my own conspiratorial thoughts I wanted to throw your way, too. But uh, thank you for coming on the show tonight, Stephen. Well, <clears throat> George, as happy as I am to be with you again, I worry a little bit because... I don't have any good news, and uh, indeed the news I bear is worse than it was last time we talked. Um, and that was only a few months ago. It seems maybe it was, but, you know, I worry about the fact that you're broadcast all across, across the nation, and some folks may be getting ready to go to bed. I don't want to disturb their sleep, but maybe I should anyway. We want the truth, Stephen. That's what the show is all about. Let me just ask you, though, my conspiratorial question, and then we'll get into this. And, and of course, there was incredible heat on the Trump administration with regards to what members of his campaign may or may not have said to Russians and, and high-level Russians before the election, maybe after the election. And it seemed like there was going to be a major investigation, and uh, who knows what was going to happen. That was on the top of every newscast for weeks. And now it seems to be gone ever since the conflict with Syria heated up and things between Trump and Putin apparently seem like they have fallen apart. As a conspiracy expert, looking into some of these things uh, on this show, let me ask you, is it possible this is all contrived to get the heat off that investigation? You have in mind the attack on Syria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's possible. But let me disagree with you about one thing. Okay. Uh, the charges that Trump is somehow a puppet of the Kremlin or that he's complicit with Putin in various ways that are detrimental to our national security, uh, we now know a lot more about how this got started and who started it. But it's not going away. And I'll give you two pieces of evidence. Okay. Uh, tomorrow morning, or this morning actually, there's a front page story in the New York Times about it. And Times has been one of the media outlets that's driven this story, along with CNN 
uh, MSNBC and the Washington Post. Uh, secondly, and here's a little bit of conspiracy of my own, George. The Clinton wing of the Democratic Party is desperate to keep this story alive. For it, the story is Mrs. Clinton did not lose the election to Donald Trump, who many people thought was a very weak candidate, which would mean Mrs. Clinton was a weaker candidate. Mrs. Clinton probably wants to run again. And the best way she thinks she can do this is keep alive the story that she did win, that her victory was stolen by Putin uh -huh. and Trump. And they've got all sorts of the theories that explain uh, how this happened. So committed is the Clinton wing of the Democratic Party to this narrative that they've established on their various websites a project called the Moscow Project. Uh, they asked to do we donate something like $37 each to keep it going. But what they're doing, they say, is driving it to the grassroots. That is, they're taking it to local candidates who are going to run in 218 for Congress. They're taking it to town hall meetings. They want their narrative, which they've concocted in New York and Washington, to become the narrative of the Democratic Party around the country. So in my judgment, uh, even though this is a fact-free narrative, I can't find any facts to support the argument that Putin intervened or was complicit with Trump. Even though it's fact-free, it is not going to go away as long as Mrs. Clinton's ambitions remain. Interesting. Now, the launch of the 59 Tomahawk missiles uh, into Syria. Right. What purpose did that uh, serve? I mean, the damage seemed to be minimal. I mean, they flew out a couple planes the next day off that right. uh, area. What, yeah. what, what was the president trying to do here and accomplish? Well, let's take the worst scenario. And I've heard this from people who know one member of the Trump family. And I don't know it to be true. This was this person's perception. But these accusations that are being called Kremlin Gate or Russia Gate, that somehow our president is treasonous. I mean, let's just speak the word. Uh, because he and his associates have developed some complicity with the Kremlin and Putin over years, a complicity that ranges from financial to sexual to political and all the rest. Uh, this narrative is uh, unprecedented in American history, so far as I can think, that we would have such a president. I do not believe it to be true, but... The narrative is a reality. It's a media reality. Mm -hmm. And one would understand, because whatever we think of Trump, and let me take the Fifth Amendment, I did not vote for Donald Trump, but he's a human being with feelings, uh, with a wife and kids and grandkids who hear this every day in the media. And I'm told it was getting to him. He wanted to be rid of it. And this purported chemical weapons attack in Syria, uh, he was told by his White House. Now, it's very interesting if you want to do a little conspiracy. Normally, when an event like that occurs, the president receives a report from the official intelligence agencies. In this case, it would have been the CIA and the National Security Agency. But apparently he did not. The intelligence was given to him by a man, General McMasters, who's his new uh, national security advisor. Right. Uh, 
So it was a kind of informal in-house intelligence report that said that President Assad of Syria had done this, had crossed a red line and used sarin gas, chemical weapons, against his own people. And in a very big rush, Trump went on to talk about how he was eating a piece of chocolate cake at Mar-a-Lago. But more significantly, the leader of China, who's an ally of Putin, was sitting with him. So it was deeply humiliating for the Chinese leader to be there. So we asked, why didn't they let the Chinese leader get out of town, right? Wait 18 or 36 hours. And meanwhile, do what you're supposed to do. You take the case to the investigative unit of the United Nations or the war crimes investigative unit at the Hague, and they deliver a report. But there was a rush to fire the Tomahawk missiles. So I suppose we could imagine that Trump was just desperate to prove that he was anti-Russian and not a Russian agent because President Assad is an ally of Putin, and those Tomahawk missiles were, at least figuratively, uh, directed at Putin as well. I mean, do I want to believe this of the president? No. Is it possible in human terms? Yes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.